An adult human has 206 total bones, and each of them takes on different sizes and shapes. This number is even higher in a newborn baby's body and is about 300 because many of these bones will grow together over time. This skeleton structure makes up about 15% of a human's body weight. The bones serve five main purposes, support, protection, movement, blood cells formation, and storage. First, like the frame of the house, the skeleton is the frame of our body, which helps hold our shape and helps us stand upright. It protects some organs in your body by surrounding them as a strong layer and keeps these organs safe when you fall or crash. The rib cage is one example, and it protects the organs such as the lungs and the heart. Each bone fits together by a specific shape, which allows attachment to neighboring bones. The bendable spot where bones meet is called a joint. Joints allow your body to move in different directions and to be more flexible. The movement exists because muscles move the bones. Most muscle attaches to two different bones so that it can move the bones when it fluxes and contracts. More than half of the bones and joints in the body are located in the hands and feet for them to do precise movements. Blood formation and storage are also two functions of the bone that most people do not know about. Bones produce most of the red and white blood cells. They also store fat and other important minerals. There are three main parts of a bone, compact bone, spongy bone, and bone marrow. Compact bone weighs the most and is the hardest type of bone, so all support and protection are provided by it. It also makes up about 80% of the bone in your body. The cells that make up compact bone are called osteocytes. A ring of osteocytes is called an osteon, and the osteons can be likened to hard, thick straws with blood vessels, veins, and nerves at the center. Spongy bone makes up about the other 20% of the skeleton and are mostly found at the ends of the bones and joints. The spongy bone is made up of a lot of tiny holes called pores. These pores are filled with bone marrow, vessels, and nerves, which carry nutrients and cells. There are two types of bone marrow, red and yellow. Red marrow makes all of the red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets. Red bone marrow is always found in the center of flat bones, like the ribs and clavicle. Yellow bone marrow is made mostly of fat and is found in the center cavity of long bones, like the femur. Yellow bone marrow does not create cells or platelets, but instead stores nutrients. Both types of marrow use blood vessels and veins to exchange waste and nutrients in and out of our bones. When a person is born, they only have red marrow in their bones, and it produces a massive amount of blood and platelets to help them grow faster. This red and yellow marrow ratio will become nearly one-to-one one once the person fully grows. In this podcast, we are going to go through the effects aging has on bones on both a microscopic and a macroscopic level. Humans have a very strange infancy compared to other mammals. This is likely due to our huge brains that we evolved for intelligence and bipedalism, the term for the fact that we walk on two feet. This has resulted in human infants being helpless for a long time after being born. More evidence is seen of this in, say, cows, where the calves can walk almost immediately after being born. As a sacrifice for our large brains and bipedalism making our 
birth canals smaller, natural selection favored infants with small bones and malleable skulls. The soft spot on infants' heads is due to the fact that their skulls are soft, malleable, and split into three different main bones on the skull. First is the parietal bone, which is located on the sides of the skull. Then the frontal bone, which is located on the front of the skull, where your forehead is. Finally, there is the occipital bone, which is located at the back of the skull. These are named after the parts of the brain it covers, but for now, the names are enough. At the ends of each part of the skull bones is what is called a suture, or the line that divides the parts of the skull from one another. When we are born, these bones are not connected at the sutures much at all. This is because infant skulls need to be able to mold and shift to be able to come out of the birthing person, lest they get stuck. Soft sutures also serve the dual purpose to allow the brain to grow as we age. Our skull bones harden as our brains get bigger and we get older, and the sutures eventually fuse to create a solid, fully formed skull. Our spine also goes through a lot of changes over the course of our lives. Our spines have four main curves, our neck, upper back, lower back, and our pelvis. Spines support our entire body weight. So when we are born, they start incredibly weak since newborns cannot crawl yet. When babies begin to crawl, their spines have strengthened enough to support the weight of the head and neck. As the spine begins to grow and become even stronger, they develop more curves to maintain balance while walking upright. Once we are walking upright, spines need only to grow bigger to better support the rest of the body as they grow bigger as well. An article written by Ebsen et al. 1999 says, It is interesting that the difference in maximum compressive strength was twice as large as density differences when young and old individuals were compared. This article found that bone density was staggeringly different when compared between young and older people while studying the strength of vertebrae across our lifespans. As we grow elderly, spines change shape due to the lifetime of stress placed on it, as well as the natural aging process on our bones in general. The shape stays the same overall, but the loss of strength makes the spine vulnerable to aches and pains and causes the neck to sink down. The spine also gets slightly shorter due to a loss of minerals in the vertebrae, making them thinner, and the loss of liquid in the discs, making them closer together overall. With a smaller spine later in life, elderly people tend to get shorter as they age. The arches of our feet get lower as we age, causing a slightly shorter stature. This is due to the lifetime of stress on the feet, but also weakening bones making it harder to support all of the weight. Bones change over time during the aging process. As humans get older, bones fuse, get stronger, or decay depending on what bone it is. This is a fascinating subject because it shows that we are constantly changing and shifting inside and out. There are a few ways in which bones change over our lifespan on a smaller scale. These include bone mass, bone structure, and bone strength. More macroscopic changes take place as well. You can likely see the effects in elderly people without actually looking at their bones. As stated earlier, Sometimes their spines get more hunched, their joints begin to hurt, and they tend to get shorter as they grow older. 
All of these things are byproducts of the aging process of bones. Osteoporosis is a normal age-related bone change in bone density. These changes lead to an extreme weakening of the bone's architecture. Ebsen et al. proved that spine density in elderly people is nearly half that of young people. Every part of the bone will become thinner, and therefore the bone will become more brittle. After the adult stage, the bone thickness and the load-bearing capacity of the bone will keep decreasing. The thickness can shrink to about one-third of its highest number, and the load-bearing capacity can be weakened up to 90%. Bone thickness, bone size, density, and architecture are all major factors that determine the strength of bones. Aging has substantial effects on our skeleton. Bones start off as weak and malleable. Then they grow and fuse to eventually become fully grown adult skeletons. Ironically, the opposite happens when we get older. Bones get smaller, less dense, and more brittle. Considering how complex the anatomy of bones is, and with so many changes happening all across our lifespans, the constantly changing skeleton is one of the most important and impressive parts of our bodies. It's a good thing they are well protected. This episode was written by Jung Wan and Angelo Buff. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Science Lab. You can listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share this with any teachers, students, or curious people in your life.